Hey everybody, welcome to The Collective. We're uh, back again as we are every day and I'm very excited to bring you a awesome, awesome show today. So um, we're going to get into everything that we need to get into and I'm going to remind everybody to like the show, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, that way you get your little uh, email every day we go live, which is, like I said, every day. I'm not sure how many times I've said that now so far. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, um, influencers, which I know Sean immediately hates, <laughs> just the word, <laughs> and role models. So we're going to get into that. But Tony, you're new to the show, so hit us up. Give us 30 seconds to a minute of uh, who you are, where you come from, and all that jazz. Yeah, and no, I appreciate uh, having me on the show. Uh, my name is Tony Montgomery. I'm a PhD student at Oklahoma State University, focusing on psychological interventions along with exercise to improve mood disorders, uh, thinking about major depressive disorder, PTSD, general anxiety, um, and things along those lines. Uh, I previously served in the Marine Corps uh, with 2nd Recon Battalion, where I got to serve beside them as a parachute rigger. And um, from there, uh, opened up a couple gyms, done a lot of sports, jiu-jitsu, powerlifting, strongman, and uh, that's kind of why I've been into both the psychological and physiological side of exercise interventions and how we can use those things to improve um, mood and overall uh, health. Right on. That's fantastic. Sean, um, any I'm, I'm just curious. thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, <laughs> I am curious because first things first, I see, is that a carbon uh, wheel that you've got on that uh, road bike in the background there? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, are, uh, are you a serious rider? Um, serious rider, yeah, I would say so. I, I try to get about, um, when I'm not training, currently I'm training for a 100-mile uh, mountain or trail race. Uh, so I'm not doing as much biking as I normally do, but typically I, I get around hundred, 150 miles in a week. Oh, nice. Okay. Good man. I dig. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, that's where my eye automatically goes is what kind of a rider is he? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean comes from a, uh, <clears throat> a background of 24 hour solo mountain bike racing, former okay. world champion back in the day and uh coach for 15 years. Right. That's right. <clears throat> and of course, Dane, uh, as the example, mm -hmm. Dane's probably a better rider than I am. Well, he not probably. He is kind of a better rider than I am. As long as the the wheels aren't on the dirt. It's when he's in the air, he's good. It's on the dirt. I think I'm going to win. Perhaps. <laughs> what do you think, Dane? Who would win? Uh, well, Sean's a uh, master of the fitness, so I'm sure it would be uh, a good duel. Well, I, 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 and, and for reals now, uh, this is a fact. Uh, one day, Dane and I did do a pretty good rippy McRip across the uh, Seven Summits. Am I wrong, Dane? And uh, I was trying to keep up to him sometimes. He was trying to keep up to me just a tiny bit, occasionally. Uh, Dane's an amazing rider. And uh, what I did uh, do on that ride was uh, subordinated myself to uh, actually follow Dane's wheel for quite a bit. Because I, I always appreciate riding with someone who's got mega talent on a bike. Because uh, I've seen a lot of talented riders, uh, but I always like to absorb as much uh, talent as I can. And Dane's got mad skills. So uh, what he doesn't realize, but he's just about to hear right now, is I was beating him by learning all of his tricks. <laughs> and next time we ride, I'm going to crush you, buddy. Uh, sounds good. Well, I've been uh, training pretty hard, so <laughs> better be ready. <laughs> 
This is how it begins. I like it. Um, so now today, like I said, we're going to get into role models and influencers. And I picked this specifically because I think that the, the concept of being influencer, and I know, Sean, you're going to have words on this here in a second on the idea of an influencer. Um, but I think it should be taken much more seriously than it is. It's not really discussed as to what, you know, an influencer is or what their responsibility is, but uh, also in the same, same realm of being a role model. So, Sean, do you want to yeah, hit us you. up on that? <laughs> yeah, all, all kidding aside now. <clears throat> so yeah. uh, this morning, uh, I did see that the topic was going to be uh, role models and influencers. And I think pretty much everyone who's ever heard me in front of a microphone understands that I actually despise the term influencers because it is so wrong what, what, that, what that term has done to North America for sure and to parts of the world without a doubt. The... I'm comparing influencers against inspirers. As I see it, as I loosely categorize it, an influencer is someone who's doing it because it's for themselves. They're doing it because they want to do it to get some something back. Uh, whereas inspirers, as I see it, are people who are just out there kicking ass, trying to do good, and don't expect anything in return. So again, to make a crude uh, comparison, uh, if someone is... Uh, uh, riding their bike and smiling and waving at a camera because uh, they're about to get a year's supply of athletic greens or uh, whatever the case is, a, a, a new T-shirt, a, a, a pair of fast shoes or whatever the case is. If someone's selling out to uh, marketing um, and they're expecting something in return, as an influencer, pitching those kind of uh, stories just to get pennies back in return. I don't care for it. Uh, it has taken um, a lot of young uh, men and women, uh, boys and girls, uh, are, are being pulled off a true calibration of how to do life better uh, by being swayed by marketing, influencers marketing uh, to them. Whereas inspirers, as I see it, are just out there doing good, uh, trying to demonstrate how to live a better life with no expectation of anything coming back to them other than the satisfaction of just trying to help the world around them. So for me, influencers and inspirers are two radically different terms, and I only focus on inspirers. Uh, to that point, what I'd like to do is, this is coincidental, so uh, I had a, just a little bit of time this morning to go out for my morning rip. And Dane, uh, I sh up shredding uh, Eddie J, uh, as you know, the trail. And uh, I was passing a couple of young bucks this morning. Uh, they look to be about 13 or 14 years of age. And uh, they would look like they're going out for a good morning rip. Uh, they had their dog. They were laughing and smiling and all of that good stuff. And as I passed one of the young guys, I looked at him and his helmet straps were dangling undone. And I just looked at him and said, Hey man, do up your strap. That's why it's there. And just kept on riding by. Influencers and inspirers. So I'm going to use Dane as the example now. Dane grew up in uh, Rosalind and uh, up in Alaska, uh, but he spent a lot of time in Rosalind. And he is well known around town as a rad master 9000. He, he lives a large life and he shreds hard. And there's a lot of young bucks who, who have looked up to Dane over the years because at one time, he was the young buck riding around with his helmet straps undone. But now, I'm just kidding. Maybe he didn't. Uh, 
so now it's our job, as I see it, to go out for a ride with our helmet strap done up to inspire or more correctly, maybe influence that younger generation just to live a better life. So the undone helmet strap is almost the proxy for this entire conversation, as I see it. If Dane, as a young man, rode with his helmet strap done up all the time, well, that younger generation that is following Dane is going to do their helmet strap up all the time. Uh, so to my point, the way we live our life is uh, being observed all the time. Helmet strap done up, helmet strap undone. They seem like such inconsequential moments, but so many eyes are watching us that we are unaware of. I just feel that we all have to dial the rotary dial up just a touch more to try to do it better for all of those invisible people who are watching. That's a great point. <clears throat> Tony or uh, Danny, got thoughts on that? Anybody? Danny, you go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I share a pretty similar viewpoint to Sean. Um, I think through social media and marketing that has come on over, you know, really the last 10 years, it's created two types of people as far as social media is concerned. You have the influencer and you have the inspirer. And I've actually commented pretty much the exact same as Sean recently, where when I was younger, I was inspired. I saw guys in the movies and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be skiing those big mountains and being out there throwing tricks. It was just like, that is what I wanted to do. And uh, nowadays I feel like influencer has been created, especially uh, to sell product and through big business. So they look at people as influencers. So you might not even be an athlete these days, but be an influencer in the sport of skiing. You know, um, I come from a performance background. So my focus has always been on really pushing myself as an athlete. And so that's my viewpoint of skiing. Whereas nowadays you could be somebody that has no real talent in the sport of skiing, but say make a funny video and end up a sponsored influencer that maybe even could get paid more than the athlete if you're getting more views and stuff like that. And so I guess if that person inspires you to be funny and, and to follow and pursue your passion, then I guess that's fine. Um, but really it kind of depends on your own personal perspective, but I do feel like an influencer is more somebody that is being used to sell product and an inspirer, like Sean said, is somebody that's out there doing their thing, getting after it for no other purpose other than that's what they want to be doing. So as an example, I don't really tend to post on social media a lot these days because it's not my focus. I like to get out there and do my thing and stay motivated and push in the directions of life that I'm focused on. And social media kind of falls to the side in that sense, because I'm really just focused on the things that I love to do. And, um, you know, social media can definitely be used to help push a positive message and to bring inspiration to people, which is, you know, talking what we're talking about right now is really trying to bring those thoughts to people and, um, you know, really open up the mindset. Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of my viewpoint on that absolutely <clears throat> tony got any thoughts on influencers oh. inspirers <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh you know i think nowadays influencer is more of like a, a job description 
um, than it is something that I guess would be uh, what I would deem like worthy of looking up to, right? Influencers um, make a living doing what they're doing, no different than anybody else making a living out there, right? It's just a different way of, of doing things. Um, I think the real, I think disconnect is who we look up to and who we, uh, where we spend our time and, and what we deem as, as inspirational or, or influencing you, right? And I think teaching people human nature that the more you look up to someone, the more likely they are going to be to disappoint you because we are all human beings. We all have flaws. We all make mistakes. Um, and I think understanding those dynamics and understanding that an influencer is a job description more so than it is uh, an ability to inspire people um, can give you a clear like delineation of, of what you as a person may value, right? versus what other people may value. Um, influencers have their role in society, I think. Uh, some can choose to make it a positive one. Some can choose to make it a, a negative one. Um, and I think that that's where that human nature and, and morals and ethics comes into, right? But I think if, if we're looking at it in terms of like influencers pushing supplements, pushing something, um, I don't necessarily find that to be a negative thing. I find that to be their way of making a living. Um, and just because it's not necessarily the way that I would want to do it, doesn't necessarily mean that I can look at it in, in a negative light. Uh, if they've developed, um, like Dan was saying, if they developed a comedic performance to something that is a real sport, and even though they're not real athletes, they get paid to do that. They found their niche and they, they've exploited that niche uh, within the realm of like exercise and powerlifting, which is where I spent a lot of my time. You'll get guys like a, a Juji Mufu who is extremely popular um, and he takes his craft very seriously. And some would call him an influencer over an athletic performer. And he makes a ton of money off of YouTube, off of social media. Um, but he also sends a, a positive message. And I don't really know, many influencers out there that have a big following that send a negative message other than the ones that may um, not necessarily uh, give you like all their secrets or that they're they're cheating or lying to you in a certain way with within like the fitness realm you have people that do the photoshop you have people that use a lot of drugs to maintain a certain look and they may not disclose that to you but how is that any different than a pro athlete um, not disclosing everything that, that they do, uh, to you, for you to, you know, look up to them in, in whichever way possible. Right. Like I think people do what they do. And if the naivete of us to think that, you know, maybe they're doing it as pure as possible. I think that's more a reflection of, of us as, as human beings more so than it is of, of them doing the wrong thing. I think we're all trying to hide what we find as flaws and we try to um, do whatever it takes to make as, as much money if that's what we value as possible from an influencer perspective and i think it just comes down to values and, and what you value and where you want to spend your time um i know that's a, a lot of rambling all over the place but that's just kind of the that's good solid right? i look at it yeah i'd like to uh, throw something in because uh 
Uh, I agree with you uh, mostly uh, as to what you just said. However, where I do disagree, and, and it's not a strong disagreement, it's just uh, the nuance of uh, the, the uh, topic. And that is uh, the four of us understand exactly what you just said. However, a 16-year-old does not. They don't have the worldview. They don't have the sophisticated experience uh, of a long life, we'll call it. At, at 30, you have a different view of the world than when you were 16. And so the idea being that a young man or a young woman who are being influenced by influencers, they don't have the critical thought or the critical analysis ability to be able to contextualize against how it's done well and how it's done poorly. And so if they're, I'm going to use a term here just to make the point, if they're blindly following an influencer and believing that that's how skiing is done, because that individual is an influencer, uh, got a pop on social media of a, a fresh million followers because he or she did a funny little skit while they're on skis. But that influencer has only been on skis for a year. And now after that video, they're starting to guide or shape young minds as to this is how you ski. This is how you live the life. These are the goggles that you should wear when you're doing funny things on the hill. That's all fun and games to people like myself who understand the delineation of critical analysis and blind following. And so I do feel that uh, uh, it's, it's okay for influencers to make a living uh, selling uh, a pair of socks that they've never worn before themselves. Okay, carry on doing your thing. But it's when young minds get influenced by the fact that those are the best socks in the world. That's what I have to buy, even though the person who's pitching them can't spell socks. And I know these are crude ways to explain the point, but... There's a lot of truth to what I just said. Tony, any thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is there is a lot of truth to that. Um, and I guess it would be thinking about it in terms of professional athletes, right? Uh, think about the NFL because there was just the NFL draft. You have 21-year-olds um, who now people have been looking up to throughout their entire college career and now in the NFL making millions of dollars for the first time ever and say they they make a mistake um <clears throat> you know are we supposed to like denigrate them because they're now in high society a, a influencer um because they're really good at their sport but then they've made mistakes as as human beings right i think we put too much pressure on people to be perfect and to share our thoughts and, and our way of, of looking at things. And if they don't do that, we immediately, um, you know, put them down. And we've seen that throughout a lot of things where if we don't agree with someone, instead of having empathy towards them, we just try to find the people that support our biases uh, in order for us to feel a little bit more comfortable, right? Um, within the realm of powerlifting, you have a guy who's uh, very popular, his name is Mark Bell. Um, he has a slingshot and he's, you know, one of the more popular, uh, power lifters on social media and he just got into running and, um, you know, used to be 300 pounds and now he's running and he's having people on his podcast that are very smart, intelligent coaches. And now he's giving out information on running, even though the information he's given, you know, may not be the best information 
on the planet based off of my idea of what good information is. But if he's able to get one or two people to start running, you know, I think that that's worth that incoherence of him maybe promoting things that I don't necessarily believe in. So for your, in your case, where you were talking about the snowboarder, if they're out there promoting socks and they get, I don't know, an extra 50 people to get into snowboarding, I think that's a net positive because those 50 people, even though they may be misguided to get in there, they may find uh, someone who can mentor them to get started. And they brought new light and new eyes to the sport that you guys love, the sports that I love. Um, I find that to be a, a positive thing for the most part. Um, like I said, if they're, uh, <clears throat> I guess, specifically going out of their way to deceive people, um, that can be problematic. But again, I think we put a little too much emphasis on people who are just doing their jobs. And uh, now that this is a job in the field, um, I think we need to look at it less as an influencer or inspirer and more as somebody just doing their nine to five and just trying to make a living the best way they know how to. Um, and like I said, as long as it's not with the evil intent of trying to um, persuade someone to do something that can get themselves hurt or someone else hurt, I don't necessarily find that to be grossly negative, even though, like you said, Sean, there's a lot of things that I don't agree with, but that's just my own bias. I can have the empathy to be like, hey, like I understand where they're coming from. If somebody was to give me free stuff, it would be hard for me to, to turn it down and uh, and not put it on my post one time, right? That type of deal. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I get free stuff and, and I am very clear about uh, my relationship with that free stuff. Um, and so... You raise an, an excellent point, Tony, and I think that probably one of the true issues that we have currently, like in the now, is that uh, the position of influencer and inspirer is still kind of evolving, uh, that, that clear definition of one is this and one is that. And uh, you have kind of clearly defined it in the sense of there are influencers out there that it is their job to influence. And I got no issues with that. As long as everyone clearly understands that they are, they're working their pitch. They're pitching what they're pitching as part of the paid uh, effort to try to influence minds, which is again, completely different than inspiring minds. And so the conversation, if it's really clear and everyone clearly understands what that individual is representing, I think that that will, uh, uh, make things better for society as a whole over the uh, next few years. Kind of like a car salesman, right? <clears throat> like you, when you go into a dealership, you know that that car salesman is trying to sell you a car across the board. Like it is a understood, they don't need to tell you that that's their job. That is their job. <laughs> that's why you're going to see them. Uh, versus, uh, you know, sometimes there is a bit of amb ambiguity when it comes to the online space. There's not a lot of hard definitions out there anymore as to what is a job, what isn't a job, what, how you make your money versus where the sponsorships come from and all that good stuff. Uh, Dane, you got any thoughts on this? I got a really good question from Doc C here. Um, yeah. I mean, the big thing that I would say is whether you're an influencer or inspirer and kind of the topic of what I'm gathering is really what I would like to see is just that people are real and, you know, you're not selling a pair of socks that you don't wear 
or you're you're not selling a fake story and i think that's kind of like the challenge when it comes to social media and just online content in general is it like is this real is this person really telling me the true story are they bending it you know what's really going on there um that would be the big thing and then as far as influencing is concerned like i said i do think that it's more focused on selling product and honestly i get tired of going through you know my social media channel and maybe being sold a bunch of stuff i don't want to see my friends trying to sell me things i'm not trying to look at blatant advertising i'm trying to see people doing rad stuff and you know if i happen to buy a pair of skis or you know a surfboard or whatever because that person did something inspirational and authentic then that's the way that i would rather see that happening which you know is more on that inspiration side so mm -hmm. just would like to see it more truthful and more authentic than like blatant advertising and really trying to push that influence on people that, that captures my feelings as well mm. uh any other thoughts on that i got uh, before i jump into something else here tony um well yeah slightly uh the idea of um of selling things you know, the apps in and of themselves make their money off of advertising. Uh, we, they give you the option to mute or unfollow people, right? And how many times have we gone to a store or a dealership or like anywhere and have bought something and realized, man, this product sucks. Like I saw a commercial, bought this thing, it's garbage, right? I think, I think this type of stuff has a way of betting itself out over time, right? If you are an influencer and you're constantly pinching uh, crappy products and people go to buy it and they realize that you lose your credibility, um, then they'll quit following you. And if they don't and they continue to support you and buy your stuff, I think those people are in it for a different, completely different reason um, than to be inspired. I think a lot of people join these influencers to be part of a community, be part of a team, to be around people that they feel, unfortunately, like that's their group. You know, more people find their groups through social media than one-on-one -on -one intimate connections nowadays, which is a topic in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's mostly what it comes down to is they, they see this person, they see these qualities, this charisma, think of it as like pro wrestling, right? Pro wrestling is very scripted, but we all have our favorite wrestlers. And even though when we found out that it was scripted, we still watched it, we still enjoyed it. We still, you know, found the person that we liked and we became fans of them. We bought their t-shirts, we did all this other stuff. So I think a lot of it is them being more part of a community and we have the option to choose to be a part of that community or not right and if they don't jive with our morals our ethics and we can't put ourselves in their shoes we can simply just unfollow them or or mute them and if they're friends and close people to us you know then we can have those conversations with them but i definitely think that um, there's a betting process that happens. And I think if people stick with that betting process, even if the person's giving them uh, crappy suggestions, they're there for more than just the sales. They're there for that community to be around that person, for that person to comment on one of their comments can make the, the world to them, right? And mm -hmm. 
I don't necessarily find that to be ultra, ultra negative, even though there's a lot of things that I wouldn't do that I don't agree with that they do. Um, I find it to be more positive than, than negative, I guess, is, is the way that I look at it. So <clears throat> I think, you know, and the devil is in the details and there's lots of nuance in all of these things. And, yes. and uh, I don't think anyone's taken a hard stance on anything uh, so far. Uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's a moving target in respect to, it uh, depends on who the individual is that we're talking about. It depends mm -hmm. on the thing that's being pitched and et cetera, et cetera. But while you were speaking, Tony, something did come to mind uh, that might act as a good example. Uh, 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 Dane and Tony and Chance, have you heard of a guy called the Liver King? Yeah. So hold on yeah. one second there. <laughs> um, it's, this is kind of perfect there, Sean, because Doxy said Liver King is a good example of what Tony and Sean are discussing. He is very misleading, but has influenced many people in good ways, such as Mark Coleman. The trade-off is a tough one to quantify. So I just wanted to throw that at you. It's right, okay. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, uh, I had no intention of speaking about it until about 30 seconds ago. So uh, it just popped into my head. Freaking Doxy is implanting little extrasensory perception uh, seeds in my brain. Uh, so... The Liver King acts as a good example, I believe, a modern, uh, recent good example uh, in respect to the influencer and how negative that uh, influence can be. Now, if for anyone not familiar with this story, I'd encourage you to go take a look at the nuance and the details of it and the collateral damage that was created out of that uh, influencing uh, impact. And uh, he was doing it for all the wrong reasons, and he did have a negative impact. And uh, it did impact his large community, and it impacted several other communities as a perfect example of a bad example on how to do things. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that an individual with a powerful platform can steer a whole swath of a young generation in the wrong direction. Now, is he the devil? No, he's, he's just a guy pitching his stuff to, to make a buck and not really caring about the community around him as to what he was doing. And once he started realizing that um, he was uh, he was being called out, he just doubled down and went even harder in the lies and the, uh, the, the misinformation. And again, 14, 15, 16-year-old boys are tracking someone called the Liver King. I first heard about him when I got a DM from a young soldier. And he said, hey, Sean. Uh, I've been uh, following the liver King. Uh, he's awesome. You should track him. You should try and uh, get him on as a guest. I was like, say what is this even happening right now? Uh, and so there is a negative fallout from some of these influencers. Uh, Doxy talked about Mark Coleman. Uh, I, I mean, we can contextualize influencer against influencer. Some are good. Some are not. And the liver King comes to mind as a not good example. Tony yeah, Dan, I mean, yeah. that's definitely a, a great point. But the fact that he went into it with ill intention from the very beginning, um, there's nothing that we can do mm -hmm. as a society to fix that, right? And I think, like... Other do, than not let it get, get by, other than not give it a hallway pass, you know? Yeah, but <clears throat> the fact that he was called out, the fact that he his whole business could have been imploded because of what he did because of his lies um and the fact that he still has a business and still has a huge amount of followers even though he's continuing to lie to them like i said that's what what are we supposed to to do with that are we supposed to spend our time 
continuing to poke and prod at the negative of that one person? Or are we supposed to just kind of move on and, and share the examples of who we find to be good inspirers, right? Do we, do we spend most of our time focusing on the negative and how we can get rid of negative people? Or do we spend a lot of time um, bringing people up and finding the good people, the positive people, and putting most of our efforts into that, right? And then a primary example would be um, Lance Armstrong, right? An athlete who inspired a lot of people, raised a ton of money for cancer charity and, and all that stuff with his live strong. And he was a liar and a cheater based on that sport the entire time and, and hurt a lot of people. Um, but he also did, did a lot of good, right? But he was ostracized by that community and he paid for everything that he did. Um, but what does that, like, where do you go from there, right? He's liver King has already been exposed people will continue to get exposed. Um, but I think, right, like what's a big thing now within social media is uh, the call out business, right? People love, you know, natty or not, or calling people out all the time, right? And how is that any different than what they're doing, right? They're, they're building these big platforms, these big reputations of calling people out. And then next thing you know, they're selling their own supplements. They're you know, creating a business for themselves on focusing on extremely negative aspects of things. And I think that that's, that's a slippery slope to start going down. There's going to be people who are snake oil salesmen. They've been around forever. They just now have a platform to do it and they're doing it to gullible people, but people are always going to be gullible. Like that's the human nature side of things. Like what are we supposed to do other than, find the people that inspire us to find the good people and then lift them up. But then what happens if that person that we're lifting up turns out to be a liver King himself, then what do you do? Right. How do you rectify that? How do you justify that? Is that something that we can do? Um, and should we be putting people up on this pedestal as inspirers, right? Like the David Goggins of the world, he may be very inspirational to a lot of people, but he's also selling books and making a lot of money doing that. He's, mm -hmm. he's becoming a motivational speaker in and of itself. So that's a business still, even though he does inspire a lot of people and he may be doing it with good intent. But what if we put him up on a pedestal, then all of a sudden he turns out to be a, a not so great guy, right? Then what do you do? You know, and it's just that that weird dynamic of where we put people in life and, and how we put them on a pedestal and, and what we focus on um, that can cause a lot of these these issues, I think. Right. Like, I think the idea of role models and inspiration should be the people that you know intimately, the flaws, everything about them, right? Your best friend mm -hmm. should be someone that you look Agreed. up to, you know? And that's the things that we should be pushing because we already know what that person, his mistakes, their mistakes, their flaws, we already know what to expect from them, right? And I think focusing on, on that type of stuff, uh, like Dane said, like you don't post a lot on social media because you're living your life, right? And I think focusing on that aspect of things of, of living your own life and not really following these communities or influencers uh, or inspirers even should be like a primary focus of, of attention and in my eyes. Hmm. Like that. Dane, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I, I really love uh, Tony's perspective on this. And I think you bring a lot of great points to the table. And um, 
you know, I don't know if you could call, you know, your perspective and how you see this as a bit of like stoicism, but it's basically like, you know, focus on what you can change, not on um, these other aspects. Like, you know, why spend time thinking about, uh, you know, the bone that we can pick with these influencers and the difference. It's like, okay, if there's influencers and inspirers, and that is something that you you are passionate about, then, you know, you have the ability to create that inspirational content and be true to your core values and, you know, spread that message and just focus on what we can do, focus on our process and uh, be a, a great inspire, a great person and just let the rest of that baggage fall to the wayside. Mm -hmm. I like that. Sean, you got any thoughts? I do. So I don't think it's a binary choice. I don't think we have to choose the dark side or the light side. We don't have to be Obi-Wan Kenobi or Darth Vader. I think that there is actually this thing called a percentage slide. And, and I can give 90% of my effort towards the, the, the good side, the people who are inspiring. And I can give 10% of my time to that burning garbage dump over there on the right flank. I I don't I don't want to ride past a burning garbage dump every day of my life and think, wow, that really stinks. One of these days, I wonder if it'll ever burn out. Uh, so what I will do is I'll go over there and put a little bit of water on it. And so uh, that's kind of how I run my life is my primary focus is the positive aspects of life, the positive, inspiring ways to live a good life uh, to some degree. And I'm not I'm not anyone who knows me knows that. I'm not a contrived person. I don't structure my day to be inspiring. I just freaking do me, uh, just as I am right now. Uh, the words that I craft are not from the hand manual called being inspiring. Uh, I'm still trying to figure all of this nonsense out. And uh, by the way, uh, Tony, to your point, if anyone's following me, they're very, very clear uh, pretty quickly on how many times I botch it each day. <laughs> I, I do things way wronger than I do way rider. Uh, so I think that we can focus on the positive uh, for trajectory, but at the same time, if it's an egregious uh, act uh, by uh, someone who is uh, doing something way wrong, I'm not gonna give it a hallway pass. I've said it in the past. If, if someone's on the sidelines uh, swearing at everyone that runs by them, I'm gonna slow down and say, hey man, what's your problem? No need to swear at the old ladies. Uh, so I just don't turn a, a blind eye to in, in just moments, as it were. But that's me. Uh, and that's a streak in me that, you know, maybe I've got to get better at that. I can just ignore the nonsense and do 100% on focusing on uh, uh, pure white light in front of me. But I, I can't. I, I just can't give a hallway pass to someone who's setting the world on fire. But I don't focus 90% of my time on that. The four trajectory gets the 90. The other 10% is reserved for the uh, burning garbage dump. <clears throat> There's a, a good point in that. And that, um, you know, the snake oil salesman, you were think you mentioned earlier, Tony, and I was thinking about the snake oil salesman as well as that they've always been around. Um, but I have this image of the old West in my head and, uh, you know, that snake oil salesman rolls into town and starts hawking wares. And as you said, it will be, sorted out right somebody will buy something they'll come back this didn't do anything and then he'll start telling people hey this didn't do anything you shouldn't buy it um but if they don't 
they don't say that if they don't actually they just get it and they're like oh i guess it didn't work maybe i'll go buy more oh i guess it didn't work again I, you know what i probably don't have the right batch or they'll look for another person to look for that uh um an, another easy way out of the situation because <laughs> confronting someone is challenging for a lot of people and <laughs> coming up and actually holding your ground and saying that this is not okay we can't do this and the the towns that allowed a lot of those snake oil salesmen to come in and out of town and have no it they just sold stuff and left and came back in they never did anything about it uh, those towns didn't last very long because they would slowly allow more and more stuff because nothing was being confronted nothing was being directed and saying hey this isn't okay like you're not allowed to come in you're not allowed to come in here anymore and um to your point sean that doesn't need to be you know someone standing in the road yeah, you don't have to be the highway patrolman in the exactly. 1870s, you know, yeah. halt, you can't come into our town, snake oil yeah, salesman. Exactly. But you know what is an interesting aspect of what you just said, buddy, is uh, when the snake, uh, snake oilman uh, rolls into town in their uh, wagon about to set up the stand, who's the first one to show up at the stand? The local constabulary and the mayor. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, okay, you, you set up your stand right over there. Don't make too much of a fuss, but that'll cost you a hundred bucks. And that is a representation of what's going on on the internet right now. Snake oil salesmen getting the nod from the institution, whatever it is, the town mayor, the, the police, whatever, uh, the large organizations that are easily pitching this stuff through middlemen. And that middleman is like the snake oil salesman that's only in town for the day. They just keep moving through the internet, moving around the internet. No, they're not there long enough for someone to step up and say, hey, man, you know, it's really not cool to be uh, slinging that stuff to the old lady over there who's trying to choke it back. It's it's not a great look uh, that to give a, a, a constant hallway pass, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought was just the fact that, you know, the what you allow will happen. And if you don't allow it in your life absolutely it won't happen in your life or it may happen in your life but at least you can engage it directly and i think that's uh you know it goes to both your points in the fact that a it's your choice right if you want to buy that snake oil or not and, and if you want to buy it okay that's up to you um but at the same time it's also then up to you i think there's a responsibility as as an adult, as a role model, as somebody who is in the being watched regularly, which we all are, uh, especially on the online space, uh, that we give an accurate representation. And uh, Jason is on here with a really good question I wanted to bring up. And he says, should someone then expose their personal resume in order to bolster authenticity? Does that matter? Because also everything can be faked. And I think this goes into kind of how we run the show right i gave you like 30 seconds to give you a, a life like who are you where you come from right that's a that's a massive question and i shorten it on purpose so that we don't spend the time talking about each other's backgrounds because i think what matters right now is the conversation and what you can bring to it um but that brings up a really good question do we now have to walk around with a resume saying like oh i did all these things so that people trust us or you know what do you guys think dane well, I just think that uh, there's such a larger picture as far as the conversation that we're having, because not only, you know, if you were to broaden this and you have influencers and inspirers, and then you have news channels and propaganda machines and all kinds of stuff on the internet these days. So it's like, again, we 
can't really control the type of content that people consume. And, uh, you know, what Sean's talking about, I think is, um, you know, really important, but at the same time, it's just so challenging, right? Because like, that could be like your life's purpose. You know, you could go down the rabbit hole of hell trying to write everything that is wrong out there in the world. And, you know, we're talking about ourselves and these are our core values, right? We want to present ourselves in a way that's truthful and, uh, and inspirational, let's say, or whatever it may be for you. And, uh, you know, there's so many public figures out there, you know, whether it's, um, you know, the president or, you know, a rapper or a movie star or whatever, and they're all peddling something and it all has to do with their own perspective. So you can really just go so deep when it comes to perspectives and the type of information that's being blasted out there. And um, I don't really know what the solution would be for that because it's so much larger than us and, and this conversation. Um, and then as far as the resume is concerned, I definitely notice some aspects. So as uh, Sean knows, I'm really big into uh, investing in the stock market and I follow a lot of people on Twitter and some people will say, oh, you know, you should show your results if, you know, you're saying all this stuff and that person might just like be really angry about it and throw it right back at that person and not want to show it to him. It's like, you know, if you are who you say you are, show your results like it's not a big deal. Um, so if that's something that causes you an issue, maybe there is some snake oil salesman stuff going on there. It's not like we have to walk around with our resume in hand, but you know, if somebody asks, it's not a big deal to show it because you have that proof. If you don't have that proof and you have something against that, then, you know, maybe there's something going on behind the screen. Perhaps Tony, any thoughts? Yeah. Um, to what Sean was saying, definitely brings up a, a really good point um you know how how we spread our message i guess is is everything right you do you, do you spend your time going after someone or do you spend your time leading by example right so mm -hmm. if i if there's someone out there that i don't agree with um do i go on their page and tell them i don't agree with them do i uh make a video saying i don't agree with them or do I take the knowledge that I know of why I don't agree with them and maybe create a knowledgeable post to kind of go against what they're saying, but without putting that person out there, right? So you're able to share your message without necessarily bringing someone else, um, I guess, directly in your line of fire, right? Because then, then it becomes a shouting game. And when it becomes a shouting game, no one wins because you're you're not open-minded to uh, hearing each other out. So I definitely think per what Sean was saying is that you definitely don't want to give people hall passes, but how you go about presenting yourself, how you go about um, leading by example is, is important, right? There's within like um, in the past within religion, you have people who just led by example, right? They just preached and helped people out and did everything that they could to lead by example. And then you have other people who 
said, what you're doing is wrong. We're going to come show you the right way to do it. And then that created genocide, right? <laughs> right. So I think there's a right way and a wrong way to deliver a message um, without actually killing the other person um, in, in a negative light. And I, and I understand that the negative light will get more views and it'll, it'll draw more attention to the person. Um, but I don't necessarily think that that's presenting the, the right influence um, to who you're trying to be and, and what you're trying to represent. And then in terms of, of having your resume out there, um, like I said, I think just leading by example is, is your resume, right? Dane's a, a pro skier. Um, he doesn't have to show you a picture of all his gold medals uh, to show you that he's good at what he does, right? He just He's just always trying to be better at, at what he does. And um, I think that in and of itself, trying to be a better human being, trying to perfect your own craft, I think that's that's a good enough resume for me. And if, if somebody continues to want to push and, and see that, um, I think that's more of an insecurity on them that I don't necessarily need to conform to, right? Like the whole idea of, uh, you know, Bill Belichick never played pro football. So how can he be a good pro football coach? Right? Like he didn't have to show people his resume. He just won games, right? He didn't have to prove himself all the time. Like he just won games. I think you don't want to fall into that trap of like, I have to prove to you that I am who I am because that can come off as, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit unappealing um, for a lack of a better word. And I don't necessarily think that that's the right way to do things. And if you feel comfortable doing that, that's that's awesome too, right? But like, if I ask for if somebody asked me for my resume, I don't think uh, I should be looked down upon or um, held to a higher regard if I show it or not, right? Like, mm. you know, you have, and that's the problem with social media. You have these little snippets of the last however many years I've been on there to know who I am. That's my resume. I don't need to necessarily prove it to you every time. Um, and I think that's that's kind of one of the issues is we feel like we're owed the truth. We feel like we're owed, like if I ask you something, I feel like you have to give it to me because, you know, I'm asking, right? I'm asking for your resume. I'm asking, hey, are you doing, are you doing steroids, Liver King? And if he says no, right? Yeah, I'm but if he... Sorry to interrupt, but if he says no, and he doesn't give you any proof, then there's just no value in what he's offering, right? Yeah, so it's like, I don't, sorry, I, I don't disagree with you that like, we're not out there to prove what we've done to people. Like, I'm not going to walk up to somebody and say, look at what I've done. But if somebody comes up and asks me and it's like, okay, sure. If you really need that, then I don't have a problem with it because I'm neutral there right? I, it's okay. If they don't believe in something that I'm saying and they need to have that proof, then sure. Maybe if it was asked a ton of times, maybe I would uh, have a, a different reaction to that. But yeah, like if the liver king, and this is such a perfect example, like when it comes to bodybuilding and weightlifting and the size of some of these people, it's like, you know, are they using something that they're not showing? And are they promoting, say, a protein powder while taking something else that's creating their ability to grow like that. And then if somebody asks them and they give some type of response that's not truthful, 
then you know it's just there's no value there yeah it's disingenuous for yeah. sure mm -hmm. and uh you know the the um it's an interesting subject the online resume as it mm -hmm. were um uh, anyone who's followed me for a long time knows that i just i had zero interest in talking about all of these things uh in front of a microphone and, and just uh not too long ago i guess it was within the week within this week uh, i put up a post that listed out kind of a goofy little resume of my last four decades of uh, adult work and uh and you know there were seven careers listed in there and and whatever other minor accomplishments i've had i was mega uncomfortable writing that and putting it out on the internet because that's just not i don't like it but so many people haven't ch it's not that they've challenged me to list off what i've done they they felt it was important that i put it out there to inspire others to get out and kick ass uh, or whatever that means to anyone else so if not for the fact that people were kind of poking me to do it, I wouldn't have done it. And so, uh, and also further to that point in respect to, because Dana's just mentioned protein powder and, uh, and uh, steroids or some sort of uh, uh, aid. Um, at 60, I turned 60 this year, and uh, it, I've been very public that about three months ago, I finally started taking TRT. Uh, I was trying to hold out until I hit 60 to get any form of, uh, we'll call it artificial aid, uh, for lack of a better term. I was all about the eye of newt and wing of bat and all of the protein powders and the amino acids and everything naturally that I could do within nutrition, hydration, sleep, and all of the good stuff, all of the protocols. I was trying to ma maximize my performance, and everyone who knows me knows that to be the the, the reality of things. But the moment that I put a, a, a needle self-injected into my leg from my family doctor on a prescription based on my levels being really low for the last two years, I was stubbornly trying to hold out till 60. What a, what a dumb idea to arbitrarily choose my 60th birthday to finally get right with the idea of, okay, maybe I'll try TRT. Uh, so I've been on it for just over three months. I've, I've taken photos of uh, the... Uh, testosterone cipionate. I'm only on, uh, I just came off of 0.25 ml per week. I've just moved up to 0.5 ml per week, if that means anything to anyone. But I'm very clear with what I'm doing. I'm very clear as to how I live my life. I'm not trying to influence anyone to take TRT, and I'm not trying to influence anyone to not take TRT. I'm just reporting my life as, as it unfolds uh, authentically. Yeah. That's a great point. And what I was getting at, um, Dana, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that. But what I was getting at is the idea that people already have their formed opinions of you, right? So if I was to poke at the liver king and say, hey, are you taking steroids? And he said, no, that's not going to change my opinion is what I was kind of going towards, right? Like if you show me your resume and I already have my opinion of you, you showing me that resume is going to make me probably double down on my opinion of you anyways. Right. And I think that's, that's one of the issues is that the people that are asking for this stuff are trying to confirm something, but how many people actually change their, their minds, right? They're not looking to change their minds. They're looking to get you in a gotcha moment. Like, Oh, look, I told you his resume wasn't as good or, Oh, you showed me his resume, but now I'm going to pick something else out about him. Right. And I think, appeasing those people who feel like they should get that type of stuff 
I think is is also putting yourself in a position where um, you're gonna like those type of people are gonna flock towards you as as well, right? Like you shouldn't have to necessarily answer those type of questions um, in a sense because I feel like they're never coming from the best possible place, right? Like. I don't think people asking for your resume are doing that because they, they truly care about it. Right. Um, I think that's, that's one of the issues I was kind of getting. I think, you know, and from what you were saying, Sean, I think being upfront and, and as honest as possible has its, has its pros and its cons. Right. I understand why um, some athletes don't tell people they're taking steroids. Right. So let's say even though you're being honest and you're not trying to persuade people one way or the other, you're showing them that you're on testosterone sipionate and then maybe your body composition improves with your pictures, or maybe you um, bike better. Maybe you, you run faster. You may not be telling people to take stuff, but the fact that you're showing them that you are taking stuff and that you are doing these improvements, how is that not influencing a young kid to think that, Oh, if I take this, I can be doing the same thing that Sean's doing, but even better. Right. And I'm not trying to say that what you're doing is wrong. I'm just saying, I understand why people don't share those things also, because that can be a negative influence on people thinking that, Oh, you're only the way you are because of the, the drugs that you're taking, as opposed to the hard work and everything else that goes into it. Right. Like as soon as Barry Bond started taking steroids, people forget the, you know, eight plus years of him being a major league all-star baseball player and one of the best baseball players ever before he started taking that. And they took away all that ability um, just because of, of that one thing. Right. So I think that there's, there's pros and cons to, to being honest. Um, and I think that that's always up to us from a moral standpoint of, of what we want to share, but I don't think we necessarily owe it to anyone. And that's just, obviously that's just my opinion. I respect everyone's opinion to do things as long as I feel like they're doing it for the right reasons. And what you're doing is definitely for the right reasons for, for you. And I understand that completely. And same thing with Dane. So like, I understand both of what you guys are saying. Um, and I think, I think that's great that you're able to express yourself in the way that you are inspired in the way that you feel like would inspire other people. And I think that's the most important thing is understanding those dynamics of everyone's different, everyone's way of inspiring is going to be different. And uh, I don't necessarily think it's up to us to to judge. I think it's up to us to be as open minded as possible and and try to hear as many sides as, as we can to make those decisions a, a little bit better. Yeah. I agree. And, and that's the beautiful uh, part about these kind of conversations that we have over here. At least today's conversation should uh, encourage people to think uh, on this subject from a variety of different vectors. And uh, at the end of this conversation, I'm left with new thoughts on the subject. It's not that I've radically shifted my stance on anything. It's just added nuance to my mm -hmm. stance on things. Uh, to your point, Tony, uh, I don't know how to do anything well in social media. Everyone who knows me uh, knows that I'm pretty much the village idiot when it comes to social media, but I'm just doing my best. And, and as I do my best, I'm trying to do it from a position of righteousness, of, of not trying to steer anyone uh, down the garden path, as it were. Uh, I'm, I'm literally just trying to do my best. So there are times when my messaging is way off because I don't even understand the battle space that I'm in right now. You know what I mean? So um, as long as uh, people are uh, doing uh, what they're doing with the best of intentions, 
I feel that they will stray more into the category of inspirer. And if someone is doing things with negative intentions, I'm not going to say that they're now an influencer. I'm just going to say that they're not focused on inspiring. They're focused on influencing. And to me, those are two different things. Mm. That's a great point. Now, we are just at an hour right now. Let's uh, I'll go down the line and get some some final thoughts. And it's, it's interesting because my my initial thoughts on this was the difference between an inspirer versus a, an influencer is the difference between leadership and manipulation, right? It's what's, what is the end goal, right? Is, is the team, is everyone getting better out of this? That's leadership. Yeah. Am I getting better out of this? <laughs> that's manipulation, right? And that's, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, and I think it's kind of the same when you're talking about inspirers, influencers and role models in general is that, you gotta, it's it's a you gotta take a critical eye on who you're looking at. So let's uh, let's do some final thoughts, Dane. Any final thoughts on anything we've gone over? Yeah, well, um, I think that's a really great conversation, and Sean and Tony brought some uh, really interesting thoughts and perspectives to the table. And I think Tony really was, you know, the a bit in some ways like really brought that open-minded perspective to it, and really was looking mm -hmm. at it from a lot of different angles and. Uh, yeah, definitely gave me some new perspectives and ways to look at this uh, conversation. That's awesome, Tony. Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I think when you're when you're trying to um, look at people in a certain way, just understand that they're probably doing the best that they can do. They're doing the best that they know how to do, and if they are being manipulative, it'll it'll eventually come out. Um, but just focusing on yourself, trying to put your best version of you out there and trying to improve on that um, should always be the goal. And everything else in, inspires, influencers um, should be so far down the list of your concerns that uh, whatever they're doing shouldn't necessarily sway you in, in one way or the other. You know, just try to be as open minded as you can and focus on as much self-improvement as you can. And be honest, like uh, like Sean said. I like it, Sean. Uh, I don't have any more. Uh, I don't have additional thoughts to add to the topic because uh, if I did, we'd be going another hour or two, <laughs> <laughs> and I I would really love to. Uh, so I will say this: that uh, Tony, thanks for being the catalyst in this uh, conversation, holding a good, not middle ground, but holding a good space to move the conversation back and forth across uh, several points of uh, the ebb and flow uh, of uh, this very large uh, topic. So uh, thanks for uh, doing what you did. Mm -hmm. no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was, it was a lot of fun to talk about this stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. <laughs> you got an open seat here. And we do this every day. So if there's a date, you let me know. I'll, uh, I'll slide you in and get join the conversation. The neat part is that we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So randomly, you'll just show up and be like, oh, now we're talking about this? Cool. Let's dive in. Um, I do really appreciate, Dane. Uh, uh, thanks for coming back, buddy. And we will have you on again. Absolutely. Tony, great seeing you for the first time, possibly, hopefully not the last time. We'll make sure that you're back on very soon. Um, and as we learn about our role models, as we build the representation of them in our own minds, we can grow and be better people every day. And you can do that with us on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo? Chimo.